All right. Hey. Coming at you with another episode. <laughs> Marriage Talks podcast. All right. Hit us up. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. And today, we are sharing how we communicate in the day-to-day to eliminate fighting. But before we get into the episode, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Marriage Talks Patreon. And with that, you can find a ton of extra content, and it is really a great way to help support us and helping us help other marriages thrive. So we will leave links in the show notes so you can check it out. Yeah. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I was going to say more than just, yeah, yeah. So do you want to start us off with our yeah. topic? As always, we are not marriage gurus. We are not marriage gurus who have all the answers we are coming at this from experience, what to do, and mostly based on what not, what not to, do. to do. Yeah, <laughs> let's so. be real. Don't don't make the mistakes that we made. Yeah, so we got some good stuff for you. Um, a few examples of things we've done that have been helpful, things that haven't been helpful, but we hope that you know conflict is avoided with your marriage. Because that can obviously be like a massive part of any marriage. So we're going to give you some tools and tricks of the trade to put to use in like a daily form. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. The first thing to remember is that you don't win if you win an argument. So like winning an argument, it's kind of a, it's fake. Like if you actually feel like you won an argument, you've lost. Yeah. Like. Because one person comes away feeling like a winner, the other person is going to obviously be feeling like a loser. So don't do that. Well, it's just when you set out to win the argument, you are, you're stroking your pride more than valuing the relationship. So that's what we mean by, and like we have both done it. We've both done it where we valued being right and proving our point in an argument versus preserving the marriage so so not only have we done it i feel like i did it three times today (laughs) probably i think i think we do it each like at least once a day because we're human and we will make mistakes constantly over and over again yeah so praise jesus for grace yeah (laughs) i do want to say keeping in mind with how we um like the tactics that we're going to share of how we help eliminate fighting um in the day-to-day is that Um, You have to keep in mind that when an external deadline is set, that kind of trumps whatever either one feels like they need to get done in that day. So, for example, like if a bill needs to be paid on a certain time or like you have a conference call or um, a mastermind or um, something where like you didn't set the deadline or like the ending point for something, it's an external deadline you know, those things need to take priority because they weren't set by you and and you need to abide by them. Um, but everything else that we're going to be talking about is just kind of like a to-do list that we personally have. So like Michael always has a running to-do list and I always have a running to-do list. And so those are the things we're going to be talking about, not necessarily like, well, I have to do this thing because so-and-so set the deadline. You know, we're not, we're not necessarily talking about those things. Yeah. And the biggest thing to keep in mind, uh, besides 
the like winner loser thing, like avoid that. But the whole point of any fight or disagreement is to arrive at a resolution. If you don't do that, then you're just driving yourselves apart in small ways, sometimes big ways, depending on the argument. But resolution has to be your goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Yeah, definitely. The first thing that I've actually been really intentionally putting into practice lately is asking Michael, what is it that you would like to accomplish today? That's the first thing that we do on, um, on days when we're together. So like when Michael's at work, he's doing work stuff. When I'm at home, homeschooling and doing housework things, those things aren't really applying to what we're talking about. It's that when our time is shared and we're in the same place, we're in the house together and we both have an idea in our mind as to what's going on. So I approach Michael and I say, what is it that you would like to accomplish today? And then he lets me know. And then I share with him, okay, here's the things that I'd like to accomplish today. And what that does is kind of put all the chips on the table and say, here's, here's what I want to do. Um, am I going to get to do all those things? No, but it allows us to say, you know, just be honest with the other person and upfront, you know, I have these projects that maybe he's in the middle of something and, and it's a timely manner. Like I really do have to keep pushing forward with this. Like, okay, how can I make that happen for you? Which means I need to compromise on my list a little bit, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, because the ultimate goal is like, how do we help each other? How do we serve each other? Not how do I come out first? How do I get my to-do list done right away? Yeah, it's been especially big with lately because I've been home a lot more, like week at a time, uh, several weeks at a time with the quarantine. And it's like in any given day, because we have the three kids, somebody's going to be able to get some stuff done, but the other person will not be able to achieve all of their to-do list. Now, your to-do list is different for that day. It might not be like your personal to-do list, but... You're hanging out with your kids all day, which is a great, it's a great way to spend your day. So, um, but it's just kind of like a give and take for us over the past few weeks. It's like, hey, um, I know you got a really, you got like three or four things done yesterday. How about uh, helping out your boy today? You kind of take the kids and I'll kind of go outside and do all of our outdoor stuff or whatever. So just a little compromise. It's, it's, it's simple in the beginning of the day, like, Hey, I really would love to get this stuff done. Uh, you don't even have to bring up if you think it would be contentious. Like, don't bring up the whole fact that yesterday you got your day, and I want my day too. Yeah, and I would even say that that's probably not a good thing to say. Is just that I would really love to prioritize the things that I need to get done because when, when like we've started to point fingers at each other and say, "Well, you got to do this, so I should do this," it doesn't end well. It's just as like, okay. <laughs> back up with the toot. Okay. <laughs> like we don't need that. <laughs> um, but no good. when, when I'm really listening and cherishing Michael, then if he comes to me and says, I would really love to get this project started or done or move forward on it. Then if I'm listening to him and really, um, really hearing him and what he's communicating to me, um, and the fact that I love him dearly, I'm going to say, you know what? Yes. Thank you. Move forward. <laughs> so sweet. I do love you. Um, yes. Move forward in this project that you have um, because, th you know, we we serve each other. And 
sometimes that looks like compromise and other times it looks like something different, but, um, from it, it's also an unrealistic expectation for me to think every day, well, I'm going to get all of my to-do list stuff done and we'll see about yours. You know what I mean? Like that's, oh, that's yeah. just silly. We would have some words <laughs> if that's how you approach things. Yeah. That's not a good idea. No, that's not a good idea at all. Um, I've learned that lesson. So just don't make that mistake. Um, but this leads really well into our second point, which is be flexible. You have to be flexible because just like everything in life, you're not going to get to do what you want to do. And I learned this over and over again, every single day, children will do that to you. <laughs> you don't get what you want. Um, but that's okay. You, you learn from those situations and you grow in those situations. And it also presents a really amazing opportunity for in a very easy way for me to serve Michael. And when I serve Michael, I'm loving him and vice versa. And so it's a very easy way to love your spouse is by serving them and putting their needs or wants above your own. So being flexible is, is huge. Yeah. Cause if you have one person who's flexible and one person who's consistently not, you're going to run into bitterness over time it's just not a good situation. So you just got to make sure that you're both being flexible as much as absolutely possible because the net effect of that is going to be huge for the marriage, for each individual member and the marriage as a whole. Yeah. yeah. So be flexible. Yeah. Be flexible. It's a hard thing to do, um, and it does not feel natural because we are all selfish, sinful creatures. So being flexible is not going to come easy. Um, yeah. So just, just know that when you try to be flexible with your spouse and it feels really, um, really difficult or like this feels strange, I'm having an out-of-body experience. It's normal. <laughs> like being flexible is, is really, really difficult. Um, so feel yeah. comfort in that. And besides marriage, like if you're not flexible, like you're going to have a hard time, you're going to have a hard time with marriage, work, parenting, you name it. Like you've got to be flexible. Everything we do somehow affects another human being. And if you're constantly just bulldozing your way through everything, you're never flexible. You're never giving in to somebody else for their, you know, tasks, their desires to be given. Like it's going to be rough, seriously rough. Well, yeah. And it's also going to like prevent, it's going to put up this like wall that nobody's going to want to try and penetrate if you're not flexible. Um, you know, in the times when I'm really, really selfish and like looking out for my own needs and own desires, I put up this like rough exterior that, um, really puts people off. And you've been told by people like months after knowing them, like, I was kind of afraid to, to talk to you. One, like once you become friends with somebody, like one particular time, I was like, I was kind of afraid to talk to you because you seem like this like kind of hard to get to know person, like a rough exterior, like like you were saying. And then I got to know you better. And then it was like, oh, no, that's not really who you are. That's happened more than once. Yeah. I don't know why I'm a lovely person. Yeah. <laughs> but I think part, part of it is like, if I'm, if I'm in a place with my kids and I'm having to wrangle them, I've got three kids, five, three, and one. If you approach me and you want to talk to me, you are like fourth or fifth on my list 
that's just the way it's going to be because I am making sure that the safety of my kids is met and I'm making sure that whatever Michael needs is met and then you'll come next. So that that's just the reality of approaching a parent. Um, and you just have to keep that in mind. So yeah. I love meeting new people. Don't get don't get hurt by it. <laughs> no, I, do, I, I love meeting new people. You just have to keep in mind that with any parent, it's not just me, um, you know, if you're if you're watching your kids and making sure like that they're safe, I will be in conversation with you. But I'm also going to be keeping an eye on my kids. Like that's just the charge of a parent, you know. So yeah. that's just what I gotta say about it. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> the last point is set aside your pride, and this is massive, absolutely massive. I am prideful. Michael will tell you he's prideful and it serves our egos when we can accomplish something and we can knock something off our to-do list and feel like we have been productive. So cherishing that to-do list over cherishing the marriage is very easy to do because it's extremely selfish and it's just so important Yes, some like if I approach Michael with some projects that I need to do and he approaches me with projects that he needs to do, there will be projects that take precedent over the other and sometimes it will not be mine. But I I need to recognize that maybe one of his projects is more important than mine. That doesn't mean that mine don't matter, but it just means that in this moment in time, he really needs to accomplish his project. Like today, you had to put some pavers underneath um, an area of our fence because our dog was like digging. She's like an escape artist. It's crazy. Not really. She never, well, she has, but. No, an escape artist, like she doesn't jump the fence or anything, but like if she can get out of a door, she just like wants to run free. She's um, a um, lab retriever mix. So if you know that dog, like. They want to run free run after everything. <laughs> yes. They want Lizards, squirrels, everything. you name it. So she will run out the door. Um, but so we need, Michael needed to make sure that that was digging proof. And so he had to put some pavers down and just make sure that she was safely um, in our fence. You know, we didn't provide any opportunities for her to get out. But so what that meant was that while my projects still are important, it's that that one is more important than me accomplishing mine right in that moment. So that's right. <laughs> Way more important. I needed to help him accomplish that because it just was a priority because everything, when you put your to-do list together, everything has a ranking. It, it just will. Um, you have to recognize. And when I say you, I'm really preaching to myself. Like I need to recognize that things take precedence over the other. And we just need to figure out what's the top priority. And then what comes next and next and next. Um, but setting aside your pride is very, very difficult, but it really helps preserve the marriage. Yeah. I, I really used to think that I was pretty humble and I have, I have a degree of, well, if you say it, you're probably not <laughs> humble. So I'm super humble. I like to call it humility. <laughs> but as far as like setting aside your pride, when we first got married, I would say I was pretty good at that. And it became abundantly clear to me as we became a more, more connected, like as we, you know, each anniversary goes by, 
you grow a bit closer to your spouse. Hopefully. It's not a given, but yeah, that takes work. I feel like we have because we're, we're trying to, but it's one of those things where like, oh yeah, I'm really good at setting aside my pride. No problem. Like I can do that. I could put, I could put my needs behind hers, but it's easy to say, but as I kind of looked back at how I was behaving, I was like, yeah, I'm not really that good at that. Certain moments. Yeah. But if it's an argument, like, like what we're talking about tonight in the heat of the moment, if I have a point, I really want to make a point. I'm going to make sure I make that point. And I've noticed, well, I say I've noticed I've been told <laughs> that I have a hard time like hearing the opposite side of the argument, which it's true. But um, I'm trying to think of an example and nothing's really coming to mind. It's just like generally I've been worse at this lately than usual. But it's like if you've got your point so much in your mind that you've kind of cut off the other person, like you're just going to get nowhere. So Putting aside your pride is important because if you don't do that, you're just never going to hear the other side. And kind of like we talked about on previous episodes, if you find yourself getting to the point where you're just unwilling to hear the other person's side and you're starting to think of ways where you can just kind of like, oh, yeah, that that's going to go in. That next point's going to go in really well. It might be time to like just step out for a second, cool your jets, and come back to the problem. That's the big thing. Do not leave it for some other time. Like if it, if it's even the next day, a lot of times next day becomes next week becomes never. So prioritize, like I'm going to take five minutes and we're going to come back to this, but everything I'm thinking about right now is terrible and it's just meant to hurt. So I need this for a second. I'll see you in five. You got to be kind of aware of yourself to know when that kind of stuff is happening, when that train of thought is becoming unhealthy and you need to get out of there for a minute. I think that's huge. So that's my version of setting aside my pride. I tend to get a little bit like, like fussier and as things don't go my way, I'm going to try to storm out or like tempted to storm out. I typically don't do that anymore. Luckily, that's something I've worked on. But yeah, just recognize your own tendencies in those moments and just strive to jive. Strive to jive. That's good. Strive to jive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that point is really good for conversations in general because things can escalate pretty quickly um, if things get heated and you find yourself like putting up walls and getting defensive. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, like I need to open myself up for all hurt and criticism and everything like that. That's not what we're saying, but, um, specifically within a marriage, if I start to feel like I am pulling out things that I know are going to hurt Michael, then I know that I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to take a breather for a second and not say anything and collect myself um, because I get so worked up and I feel extremely hurt, um, and extremely unprioritized. And so as human nature, as sinful creatures, my first reaction is to want to do that to somebody else a lot of the time. So taking that moment to step back, collect myself, take a deep breath, you know, we can work through this 
in a loving way and in a way that prioritizes the relationship and setting aside my pride and also Michael setting aside his pride is key in doing that. And if that's a struggle for you, I find that when our pride is like on a super high level are the seasons when we are not in the word. So when we are not um, reading the Bible and being in prayer and things like that, it really, really serves my ego and serves my pride and thinking that I matter most and that everybody needs to bow to me. Um, so, which is not true. Um, yeah, no good. It's not, it's not good. It is not good at all for any relationship in my life, but specifically for marriage. But, um, really being rooted in the word and going back to that really helps me recenter my mind um, just on my thoughts and life and everything like that. So when, when I notice that like my pride is starting to take over things, then I, I need to take a, I need to take a step back. Cause it's just going to be hurtful for everyone. Yeah. And the pride thing is important here too, because it's like, if you're prideful, why? Like, why are you prideful? Like, you know yourself better than anybody else. Like, you know, you mess up. Like, there's there's nothing to really be prideful about. Like, be proud of who you are. But like, if you are so prideful that you're hurting other people, like, just just take a step back and realize, like, yo, like, chill out a little bit. <laughs> like, kind of put yourself in a humble position and know that you don't have it all together. You need outside help. You need to be in the word. Like Elizabeth was saying, like, that's really important. And I, I'm, I would agree with that totally. Like when I've been out of the word and out of prayer and just out of like all about myself, guess what? I'm pretty self-focused. Like I'm not going to really look for ways to, Hey, how can I help my wife today? How can I serve my kids? How can I serve my community? Because if it's all been been about me, me, me for weeks, then it's going to continue that way until I do something about that and actually uh, strive to change that. Yeah. And so with all of that said, I want to bring you the challenge and I don't want to get it wrong. So I'm going to read it for the next seven days. Be intentional about your communication with your spouse and watch how it transforms your relationship. But remember if you are just out to get your way or serve your ego or stroke your pride, this approach isn't going to work because essentially what you're doing is manipulating. Let's be real. I've done it. Not proud of it. It's not good. It does not bring us closer. In fact, it makes things worse. Oh, yeah. So do not manipulate your spouse in taking these things and saying, well, I know the way I can get what I want. Don't please don't do that. Please don't do that. We don't say this to teach you how to manipulate. We we do this to teach you how to uh, because we've we've done it wrong so many times to serve your spouse to bring you closer to preserve the relationship. Um, so that is your challenge for this week. Please be mindful of it. It's so important and it's so good for your marriage. We know. You're probably going to run into some conflict this week. Just remember the stuff we talked about. Like nobody wins, be flexible and set aside your pride and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Ask your spouse, what is it that you would like to accomplish today? And then share your things. And it just puts all the chips on the table. Yeah. Make a plan together. That's the big thing. Communicate, yes. 
communicate your needs, and then you can come up with something together. Yes, yes. So, with all of that said, thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. We have had such amazing support. Um, I just, I feel like over the past month, it's been incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we do this for you guys, and we are so, so thankful for the input, the support, the listens, the downloads, the subscribers, everything. Y'all are amazing. So if you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. That is a really great way to get the word out about Marriage Talks and to let other people know what we're doing here. Um, if you haven't left us a positive review, please do that. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. See ya. Bye.